Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. This is our second show, and we are so excited to be here for you. Today, we have some questions in regards to Welsh versus Polish coming from Tony W. Yes, Tony W., Polish versus Welsh in regards to cuisine. Uh, I guess they don't call it food if you're Welsh. And then uh, Polish versus Welsh in regards to who's tougher. We already know the answer to that. There's going to be a hockey question as well. Then we have Mike B. asking us about legalizing marijuana. And then where did the term scary isn't it come from? And then, of course, Matt wants to know how to drink for free. So we'll get into those questions here shortly. Have a good one. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to our second show. All right, we're going to dive right into it with our first question that came from a Tony W. in Hubleton, New York. So that's way up in upstate. So we're just going to, for the fun of it, call Tony W. We'll just call him uh, Tony Blue Devil. All right, or Blue Devil Tony. Anyways, his question came in. We'll start with his first one here, I guess. Who's tougher, Welsh people or Polish people? Now, considering this is the pod show and my last name is Podgurski, we know where this is going to go. Um, in the United States, 2.83. So almost 3% of the population in this nation has Polish roots. And so let's talk about who could be tougher. Bill Romanowski, Sebastian Janikowski, Angel Galata, Ron Jaworski, Carl Yaskrimski, Phil Necro, Tara Lipinski. She could probably beat up most Welsh people. Mike Ditka, uh, Mike Krasinski, Duke uh, Basketball, Dan Marino, Wayne Gretzky, Bronco Nagurski, and then, of course, you got the Gronk. We could keep going more and more and more Gronkowski and more, more, and more Polish people. Now, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, who is a tough Welsh guy or something of that nature? So, Tony Blue Devil, I, 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 I came up with um, Prince Charles. He looks like a tough dude over there. He is the Prince of Wales, just for people that don't know who Welsh people are. They're, they're be part of Wales from Great Britain. You know, you got England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. Give Northern Ireland back to the Irish. Anyways, that's my two cents on that. So anyways, though, you got Prince Charles. He sounds pretty uh, tough. But to be fair, I did some research. I found some guy. Uh, let's see. He was from Crumlin, Wales. Um, basically, he is a boxer. And his name, you're not going to believe his name. His name is Dick Power. So there's your tough guy, Dick Power. He's a boxer from Crumlin, Wales. He had 11 wins. 11 losses and one draw. That's the best I can do for tough guys from Wales. So let's talk about a couple other people then who we have here that are Polish that you might not know of just for the fun of it. Because, you know, back, especially back in the older days, they used to change the names a lot to make them sound more, I guess, Welsh-ish. I don't know. But anyways, though, Charles Newman, he's Polish. Charles Bronson, he was Polish. Peter Falk, remember Columbo? He's Polish. John Krasinski, I probably said that probably use his Polish name to say in the world but from the office he's also been doing a lot of that uh Ryan stuff Jack Ryan stuff John Bon Jovi is Polish hey just so you know Keith Urban he's actually Poland his Polish is even though he's from Australia his real or New Zealand one of the two I don't know I don't pay attention to country music but anyways though he is Polish his last name is really not Urban it's actually Urbinski or Urbanski or Urbanski, I guess. I don't know. That'd be the easiest. Anyways, who else are some notable uh, people of Polish? Marie Curie. Saved a lot of lives there if you get down to the point of that. And last but not least, Martha Stewart. 
is Polish. She could probably beat up every Welsh person that ever lived. I mean, come on, man. She's done time. Time on the inside. So enough about the Polish people being tougher than Welsh because, I mean, come on, Prince Charles. Oh, I'd like to add this. How's this for a tough guy? Pope John Paul II, whether you're a lover or a hater, most people are lovers. That dude, man, he brought down communism. I don't care how you want to say it. Do your history research on that. I have a history major. Everybody knows it that pays attention to the history. He was part of the reason the communist wall fell. All right, now let's get into food. Oh, my gosh. I mean, do I even have to talk about pierogies, klumpkies, kibasas, even bagels from Poland? Um, but anyways, though, so we, everybody knows what those are to some degree. Uh, glumpki is a cabbage roll. Basically, a pierogi is, you know, you can put anything in it, full over some dough, frying up in the pan, awesome stuff. You know what a kibasa is. Every human should know what a kibasa is. Everybody knows what a bagel is. All right, let's talk about Welsh food. Um, I actually had to do research because I couldn't think of any. So I had to uh, get on uh, researches, just me on my iPhone looking up some stuff. Now, trust you me, I didn't make any of this up. Okay, the first thing I saw was called Welsh Rarebit. Welsh Rarebit. I don't know. And then it said right behind it, providing etymologists with a headache for centuries. Oh, that sounds like a winner. It's originally knows as, known as Welsh Rabbit. But they don't even have any rabbit in it, so it's not even an ingredient. That's a good Welsh one. Then the next one was called Barabirth. I don't know. It's kind of, I guess, like a bread or a cake. Basically, they take tea, cold tea, and they dump it into the mix. And then they stir it all up and bake it. And so I guess if you're driving down the road and you're in the mood for some tea but don't have any, you can pull out a slice of this stuff and eat it. Wow, that sounds like a real fruit cake to me, man. Just nothing but fruit cake there. Then they had a lamb crawl. I don't know what the heck this is. They says this dish is contested over a hundred square miles. All I'd have to say about that is in over in uh, in Wales and England and Scotland, they use kilometers, not miles. So this this I don't even want to talk about that anything more. They can't even tell you where square mile is an overse kilometer now this i found interesting they categorized leeks leeks um yeah leeks i didn't know that was a main food choice in this world i always thought it was something you put on as an extra almost kind of like a spice but anyways so this is what it said about leeks it's an emblem of wales wonderful welsh folks would wear them uh, welsh folks would wear them on their lapels especially if they're very proud. Back in the day, the Welsh warriors wore them on their helmets to distinguish themselves from their enemies. Be honest with you, it sounds like to me these Welsh people weren't even wearing helmets. But anyways, who the heck knows? Um, who were they fighting? I guess the English and the Scottish. Uh, put some leeks on your head, you're all good to go. Anyways, man, just what I wanted to eat was a plate of leeks. Okay, here is another wonderful welsh cuisine thing lavier bread i'm probably hacking that up you know you know these welsh they're so good with their english laver bread who knows welsh it's called a welshman's caviar it is seaweed mixed with cockless now i had to figure out what that was because many things ran through my mind kind of like their their boxer guy what is his name uh dick strong yeah dick strong i don't know anyways though um no dick power sorry about that um anyways with that though this 
a, a coccolis is a, a form of a mussel that you could eat. You know, they find it on the sandy beaches in Wales. Wonderful. Now, just so I know, I guess sand, there's sandy beaches all over the world, so I guess you can probably throw this together with some seaweed and make it a worldwide cuisine. Funny, I guess that hasn't happened because it must, you know, not taste very good. But hey, we're talking good stuff, and if you're Welsh from Wales, um, next we've got what they called salt marsh lamb, and I'm not making this up. They call this the Elvis Presley of meat. I wonder if it's the thin Elvis or the fat Elvis. Anyways, then it just says that it's a lean cut of meat on it and so i guess that's the thin uh elvis you know love me tender love me sweet we can eat this salt mash lamb elvis all right so there you have it uh there's no contest kielbasas glumpies pierogies versus seaweed and elvis if you wanted to eat those two all right, so moving on. The next question is, should we legalize pot? And my answer is going to be yes, except if you're Welsh, because if you are Welsh, you're going to get the munchies, and who wants to eat seaweed or a fruitcake that tastes like tea and then Elvis? So I'll fall back on, I guess, that. But um, me personally, I don't do the stuff, never cared for the stuff, whatever. But why not give a pothead a job? Uh, make it legal, give a pothead a job, let them sell this stuff legally, uh, then let the federal government come in and tax the ever-living hell out of it, state and federal, I guess, and, uh, you know, syntax with that, So just like they do with alcohol. Um, or you can even, if you can think about it this way, um, tie it in with, uh, I want to say tie it in with uh, scratch-off tickets that go to help your, the lottery for the schools. So now you can have all the gamblers and the potheads supporting the schools. Kind of sounds like an oxymoron, but, you know, I, well, maybe I don't remember what an oxymoron is, but I do remember what a moron is. I don't, but, yeah, um, grab it, you know, do what you want. You know, people get in trouble with it, just like alcohol. Don't be a moron if they legalize it. And you can go, I can go smoke it in this state, and then you lose your job because your job doesn't let you do it. I always remember that because there's some people that are uneducated and they're stupid and we know which one we can educate and which one we cannot. All right, the next thing, I don't know. Um, that's my answer on that one. Um, oh yeah, there was one question that came up. Wayne Gretzky versus Mario Lemieux. Now Mario Lemieux, this one goes back to an old fight and I don't even know why this, this, this one comes back up. But um, this question is basically, uh, back in the late 80s, Sports Illustrated made a mistake, in my opinion. They put Mario Lemieux on the cover, and it said, as great as Gretzky. No, 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 never will be. Never was. Stats, Gretzky's got like over, uh, I guess, 40 records, I think. I can't even remember anymore. I haven't paid. And he... Uh, uh, he, his last team was the New York Rangers, by the way, best uh, hockey team that ever was. So that was my last one in regards to that. Oh, did you notice that he was Polish? Okay, so then if we're going to move on to scary, isn't it? Scary, isn't it? It comes from uh, Daniel Fay of the world-famous Hoodow up in Canton, New York, that he probably opened up in 1970, which is about 50 years ago. Now, 
Danny is my uncle, so I can have bragging rights on that. So Danny's my uncle. I've known him very, very well. And with that being said, um, that is one of his sayings that he's used for years. Danny's done a great things uh, in this area over the past um, and future. I want to say that, you know, being in bar business for over 50 years, he's probably had over a thousand employees helping out people, mostly, you know, college students, some people down on their luck, this and that. Very generous man. Very, very, very great person. So that is uh, awesome. Absolutely awesome. I'm glad that came up with. And also, if you think about it, where I had uh, in the beginning of my uh, original, the first podcast saying, be nice, you know, be kind. That comes straight from Danny's mouth also. That's something that he's always said. So we'll go with that. And now the last, last question. How to drink for free. To drink for free all night for free, you need three people to be involved in this uh, scam. Basically, you're going to show these people that you have ESPN or ESP and go with it from there. When you go with that from there, um, what you'll do is grab two people that have no clue. You'll have one person sitting three or four people away from the bar. You need to have a napkin, a table, you know, a cocktail napkin, sit on the bar. You will tell these people that you can figure out which corner of their cocktail napkin that they have uh, picked by not looking at it as such. And then you have your other buddy be a person that will be with their second person saying, yeah, we're going to be the witnesses to that's the right one that was chosen. So basically, you turn someone around, you walk them off, you do this and that. A guy will pick whether it's the right-hand corner, left-hand corner, top, bottom, whichever side of it. Point to it. Okay, you drag whomever back. And then the person thinks, looks around, trying to figure out which it is. Because remember, you got two witnesses saying, hey, this is putting into them. One's on your team, one's on theirs. The third person sitting a couple people down from the ball, bar ha in that chair has watched all this. And all they do is have a napkin in front of them as well. And they place their drink that they are drinking on the corner of that napkin. So you look all around the bar trying to figure out using your ESPN, ESP. Uh, to figure out what the deal is, and then that is how you go. You look down the thing, see where their beer is, then you point to that. Everybody gets flabbergasted. How did you do that? So then you go double or nothing, triple or nothing, whatever. You can drink for free all night long, as long as you, your teammates on this this gig keep going with you in regards to that. Um, so that that so I guess we'll, we'll conclude. So I'll just have to, I guess, say, if you do do that gig, uh, you pile up a whole bunch of uh, beers in front of you or tokens or whatever. Give some of them to the guy sitting, the poor guy in the corner who's doing a bunch of scratch-off tickets and he's high. Probably not Welsh because who would want to get the munchies and eat seaweed and Elvis Presley? The king. So we'll make that another person. It could be another person that's sitting in the corner and share a beer with them. Have fun. Be nice. Be kind. And that is the end of the show. Thank you very much. 